0: Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Um, I'm very, very excited about today's Sheh, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, the ulam have asked for uh, demonstrations, live demonstrations. We'll see if we can get to that. But uh, what I want to do today is just go to a little bit of history. It's always good to understand a bit of history, and Chlal uh, like the drink, because we know that everything, bed generally that comes together with the Simcha, comes together with a cup of wine. There's always alcohol at every Jewish event That's just how it is That's what Jews like That's what we uh, like to do And therefore it's important for us to understand at least once What are the issues of drinking whiskey? Now there are the truth is there are a number of issues And I'm not going to, going to discuss all of them One of the most famous ones obviously being Chometz, right? Because obviously whiskey is Chometz And the Shiloh is whether or not um, if it's owned by a Jew Is it Chometz Shavala Pesach? Is it really Chometz? Not Chometz? And I want to go into the Chometz sugya. I want to go into the suga of kashras as it applies to many of our whiskeys. So many people are familiar with the idea that you know, there's a whiskey and there's like a kosher whiskey, and there are certain whiskies that people don't drink. And the question is why don't they drink them? Not many of us are familiar with exactly how whiskey is made in order to understand fully why it should be motor or should be Asa, and obviously one of the sheeters of the Poiskim lemaisa that discuss it. And another thing, what has changed since the gedolim have written their chuvas in the process of making whiskey? Which is why I think it's important to understand today, we're going to do a little bit of an introduction. And that is going to be exactly how whiskey is made. And again, this is important to know for the process of understanding why it could be a problem of Kashrus. Okay, so let's start uh, with a few interesting ideas. First of all, the name whiskey. Where does the name whiskey comes from? So the name whiskey actually comes from a Scottish uh, phrase. By the actual uh, means, water of life. Right? It comes from a Scottish phrase, water of life. In France, in fact, in France, any hard drink is called ardeve. What does ardeve mean? Water of life. Vodka basically means. Small water, that's what vodka means, but that, that's where the name whiskey really comes from in this year. So, it, now you have to understand that whiskey used to come mainly from Ireland, there were approximately 2,000 distilleries in Ireland until the Scots took it over and they made Scottish whiskey, of which now I think, as far as they know, there's only two distilleries left in Ireland, could be there's more at the moment, I haven't checked it recently, but for when I went into it, there are only two left over, from originally there were 2,000, and now there are only two, because the Scots have basically taken that over. Now, it's important to know exactly as follows, only whiskey that is distilled, and aged in Scotland, for a minimum of three years, can actually be called legally Scotch whiskey. Now there are other conditions as well, let me give you some of these conditions. Condition number one, Is it has to be distilled with water that is matured from barley and fermented with yeast only? Number two, it has to be distilled to a ninety four point eight alcohol strength. Number three, it has to be matured and and uh, and strengthened in oak cask for three years. We'll get to that. Number four, uh, nothing other than water and caramel. Uh, can be added for the colouring or anything else. And number five, it has to be bottled at a minimum of 40% alcohol. Now, as we know, for those of you that have drunk whiskey in my house, that the cask strength whiskey is a lot more than 40%. As we know that from the green bottles from the whiskey, Scottish Whisky Association, that The uh, cask strength is often close to 60, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But the minimum it has to be is 40% in that case. But it has to be a minimum of three years uh, um, aged and distilled in Scotland for it to be called Scotch whisky. Now, there are two types of Scotch whisky. There's a single malt... And there's a blended whiskey. Now over 90 percent of Scottish whiskey sold around the world is actually blended whiskey. Now the main ingredients for whiskey and again, obviously we're going to go into this a little bit more bean when we talk about this tomorrow, the kashra's problems that come up but the main ingredients of a malt whiskey is malted barley, water and yeast. Uh, the law does permit caramel to be added for color. That's ingredient number four. And the fifth ingredient is obviously thyme. That's what it is. Now, American whiskey, bourbon, for those of you you people that don't appreciate good whiskey, and you drink bourbon, what is bourbon made from? It's made from maize, oats, rye, and a little bit of barley... And that's how it's fermented. Now, what is the difference between the various names? Now, we're going to go through this a lot tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you a list of names that you have to look out for when you're looking at a label of whiskey to understand what could be a potential problem. But before we get to the problems, let's just talk about the basics. A single malt. What is a single malt? A single malt basically means it was produced in one distillery. That's what a single malt actually means. Uh, now, by the way, that doesn't mean it has only one type of whiskey. It can have up to 40 types of whiskey in that blend. But it only went it was only produced in one distillery. That's a single malt. Whereas a malt means that it was a whiskey made from malted barley only, and a pure malt. Uh, basically means that it was a blend of various malt whiskies, but there's no grain whiskies. And a blended whisky means it's a combination of anywhere between 30 and 50 distilleries. Again, even if it's made in one distillery, doesn't mean it's one type of whiskey. It can have up to 40 types of whiskey blended together. But if it's a blended whiskey, it means they took different whiskies from different distilleries up to 50, between 30 and 50. Generally, that's how it is. The more malt in the whiskey, generally the more expensive it is, whatever. Now, let's just talk right in the ingredients again. And there's a big difference between Scottish whiskey an Irish whiskey, and this is a nafkemina lagabe dahalocha as well. The Scottish whiskey can only use, as we said, basically five ingredients. Grain, malted barley, yeast, water, caramel, and thyme, basically. And okay, I guess the wood of the barrel, which we'll talk about. Malted barley is the enzyme that helps the sugar turn from the grain to turn into alcohol, and you can use anything as an enzyme. By the way, even a Holov sometimes. So a malted barley is a natural enzyme. So Scottish whiskey can only be made from a natural enzyme, meaning malted barley. Whereas the Irish version can be made from any of the above. Which is why Irish, bar- uh, Irish whiskey have to be much more careful. Because Irish whiskey does not have the same restrictions as Scottish because in Ireland you're allowed to, for example, add many flavourings. Some distilleries actually add wine, right? Which is obviously even more than a shire that we're going to be discussing tomorrow about the sherry casks. But they're actually in Ireland allowed to be add wine in that case. And therefore Irish whiskey can actually be more of a problem than Scottish whiskey. As far as I'm aware of, the London based in currently gives a haksha on only one Irish whiskey, I don't know what it's called but as far as I know it's only one, maybe now they've again, uh, it's been a while since I looked into it properly, but from when I looked into it they only give a haksha a on one so therefore that's why you have to know the difference between an Irish whiskey and a Scottish whiskey because the Irish whiskey could have additions to it which are automatically going to be posing a problem of kashras. Now, let's go now now we understand a little bit of the differences between the different names and some of the ingredients that go in it. Let's talk about the process, and um, that will lead us for Ezra Hashem to tomorrow, She, which will be talking about the situation of sherry casks, how it came about, where did it come from, and does it actually pose a cautious issue. So, first of all, like this, let's go like this. How is a single malt made? So, barley, as we know, has a lot of starch in it, and it's eventually converted into sugar. So, and that makes and that produces the alcohol barley is soaked in tanks for approximately 2-3 to days it's spread on the floor of a building called a malting house they call it the germination and over here there are various heat and things it takes between 8 and 21 days for this process to happen now once the barley has basically sprouted enough it's taken into a smoke room called a kiln a smoke room and it dries out over there and this according to how it's done can give the whiskey that smooth flavor when you drink a whiskey you're like oh that's really really smooth that depends on the smoke room on the kiln how many times how much of it is over there how much smoke is over there all sorts of thing eventually the crisp dry barley is ground into a mill basically it's like a flour type uh, type grain now hot water is now added to what we call the grist, that's the, the, the pieces, and it depends on the quality of the water, right? Now, we learned that when we went to um, the Thinkers Distillery here in Edgesroll, so they gave us a whole sugya about how they produce the water for the vodka, right? None of us have realized that the water that they use for the water makes such a nafkamina, and it is. It does make a big difference. Again, the water, Scottish water, happens to be very pure, because it comes from a good place, and therefore it's very, very good, which is one of the reasons that people make it over there. But the nafkamina of the water that they use and the quality of the water, will make a major difference in the result, and that's why Scottish water, as I said, is very, very pure. It's famous for that, right? People that have ever gone to Scotland, I'm sure you've been to Scotland, right? It's a very, very nice. The air is nice, the water is fresh, it's clean, it's got a nice environment, and therefore that obviously produces the best whiskey. So we have the malt and the water that's now put into a vessel called the mash... And it's basically stirred for a few hours and repeatedly, you know, they increase the temperature each time. Uh, Fermentation, right? So it's cooled and it's sent to a huge vat called the washback. And that's the liquid all now is sent to these wooden tanks. The brewer's yeast is now added to that. And the fermentation now begins, which means that the yeast turns into sugar turns the sugar into alcohol. It takes approximately two days for that to happen, and at this stage, the alcohol content is somewhere between 5 and 10%. Now, basically, the, the, the way that we're discussing right now is basically the same way they make beer. There's no major difference just when it comes to beer. They obviously add hops at this stage. Now, this, uh, that's the um, fermentation. The distillation, the, 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 the distillation Distillation now has to be diluted which means the liquid that goes over there has to be diluted which separates the alcohol from other substances in Scotland it's distilled twice in Ireland it's distilled three times it's here that it's heated up and the alcohol content comes approximately 20% now until now we basically have no real problems when it comes to kashrus. Nothing we said, no ingredients that were added was a subject of kashrus, okay? So let's just discuss this a little bit. We're going to start the suge now, and then tomorrow, mitzvahshem, we'll try to continue it and try to make it a lot more nageya. Now, there are many, many processes that go um, that affect the final taste of the whiskey. The oak casts. Cask, that is the that that's where the maturation takes place. Is the most important contribution. It's over here that it gets the real rich flavor and the color. Right when it's basically clear like vodka at this stage that we've been discussing, it's basically like a vodka. But it's when you put it in the oak cask that's when it starts to get not only the flavor but also gets its very goldeny, uh, nice color. Now wood, as we know, is porous. The Gemara in Psachim talks about cashering wood. A lot of people think for some reason that you can't casher wood. The Gemara in Psachim says that you can. You can casher wood. It's porous like everything else. It absorbs. And therefore, if it absorbs, it also gives out. That's the yesoit. Now, over time, wood basically breathes air from the environment. And if it's stored next to the sea or near the mountains where the air and humidity is very different, that will actually influence the flavor of the whiskey. In fact, they bring down that between 60 and 70 percent of the flavor of whiskey is attributed to the oak cask that it was stored in. It will all depend where you place the, 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 the cask. Will you put it near the sea? Will you put it near the mountains? Where the different air environments will actually affect the, uh, the wood because the wood is porous, it breathes in the air and therefore gives it out to the whiskey. So that will have a direct effect. On everything over there. Now, it's interesting that um, the wood is actually full of natural oils called vinilins. And during the maturing process, the spirit draw- draws out these villains out from the wood. And they actually add flavor to the whiskey. Now, as we said, Scotch whiskey, good Scottish whiskey, has to be left a minimum of three years to mature. Uh, by law, in order to be called Scotch whisky. But some of the good ones are obviously left a lot more than that. Ten, twelve... 18, whatever it is 60, whatever you want to say and it depends, obviously it depends on the blend and it depends how many years that it is left over there and the, uh, based on the consistency based on the cost will be dependent on the flavor and the general outcome as we mentioned also earlier as well is between 40 and 46% of an alcoholic time when it comes in that way now basically what we have to get to which I said we're going to get to tomorrow is the Sugi of Understanding what the cask can do and what the different castes that they found in this, in, this, in this sort of sugya. And then Be'ez Hashem tomorrow we'll go through and understand what were the differences, where did the shilas come up, because until now there are no shilas of Kashras. Tomorrow Be'ez Hashem we're going to talk about the actual problem that come up, Be'ez Hashem. Okay, join us tomorrow for part two, very, very important.